Hey guys, this is the second half, I guess, to our conversation that we had with the kids on just from a teen's perspective. And yeah, the light. Yeah. Oh yeah, thank you, Nina. Yeah, from like uh uh it could just be low. From a teen's perspective, and we had a really great conversation earlier today, and now we got some of the parents here just giving our take on what that conversation was like, listening to the kids be so transparent and open and honest about a lot of the topics that we discussed. And so we discussed things like, it was, a, oh, sorry, y'all. It was, a, oh, this is our letter. We just asked our letter. And I welcome you guys back. I, I just started talking because I'm so excited to get right into this topic. But thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you kind of learned something like we did today. Because I did learn something today, didn't you? Yes. I really did. So we talked with the kids about, um, well, how, how, did they feel invisible with family members? Um, have they ever been hurt? And if they had been, who was the person that hurt them? Whether it's from a relationship or a death or just a parent, you know, just hurt their feelings. We talked about uh, social media and the, the boundaries with social media. And I think the other thing, the last thing that was covered was what they felt like was most important. Was it uh, materialism, material things, being popular, being smart, or just simply being nice? Oh, but Trent, you added in a question about why teenagers think they know. Why do they think they know more than their parents? Or why do they think they know everything? Which is so good and interesting. So what do y'all think about it? We just have a free, free, free flow conversation about this. It is basically the follow-up to the conversation with the kids. And the kids were 14 to 19. So anybody? Well, I think for me, one of the... Um, good things that I learned today was, you know, um, even though we are older, we're not trying to be their friend, Yeah. but be transparent enough to create an environment for them to be open enough to share with you where they don't have to hide things from you. I think that was my intake on it today. Um, and, and also be open enough the way they can tell you how they really feel Instead of going to their friends, mm-hmm. but them friends to tell them what they think you feel. Right. I agree too. What you think, Pete? Well, from 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 uh, me listening to it today, that did make me feel a whole lot better that um, my son has been paying attention to what I told him ever since he was a little boy, and he always remembered what I told him. I I was so and, proud of him. Yeah, and I really and I you know. Really thought he haven't been paying attention to what wow. I was trying to tell him about life. And he knew everything. And he knew his every, <laughs> he knew, he knew word. everything that I told him. So word that word. that made me feel a whole lot better and to being a, a dad, you know, that it made me feel it made me feel real good to understand that he remember everything I told him about oh, life. I, I was proud of that moment too. Didn't Pee Wee did, did, Trent, I don't know if you heard some of Pee Wee stuff, but I, yeah, I was on the camera when we was talking. Yeah, like one of the times. Yeah, some of it. Because it was. But he did good. He did good. And I was impressed. Well, I, I knew we're impressed with Pee Wee all the time. Because Pee Wee talked. When he come over here, he talked. And he just really open anyway. Mm-hmm. But to just. And I knew he would be good on, on camera and with TV. But just to hear him recount some of the things that, oh, my mom always told me. My dad always told me. And just. It's a beautiful thing to be 19 years old and mm-hmm. you still have reverence. For your parents. And girl, when he said, I I want somebody just like my mama. Just like, he said, my mama's perfect. Oh my God, she's the perfect woman. 
when I say I, I almost dropped phone in, I was like <laughs> But I think I think most most guys, most teenage guys, if their mama raised them in a certain way, I think they wanna date a person like their mama. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. I do. I think a lot of girls wanna date a person like their dad. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree too. Their dad is there and doing everything, and they see their dad growing up and in the house and doing what he should be doing and taking care of mom, taking care of family. They want that guy. I agree. So, unfortunately, (laughs) they don't have that always. They don't have that always. Yeah. I agree. I do. I think most women, because I know for me, I thought, even though my dad didn't do everything he was supposed to do, he was Mm -hmm. not an ideal. I guess, uh, what you call it? Father. Father. Mm-hmm. But he was such a good person. Mm-hmm. So I always liked the person that he is. I pr- pretty much wanted someone to be like my brother. Because my brother was the closest male to me. We were best friends growing up. Mm. And I still think he's one of the best men I know. And yeah. I always like, you know, if I would just meet somebody like my brother, I'm going to be good. My brother and my grandfather. And um, and Trent is just like my yeah. grandfather and my brother. That's and good. mixed together. And my dad. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're right. I think you're right. You're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that today. And the uh the other young teens, they they was they was pretty good. Level here. Everybody too. yeah, everybody had different answers but meant this but, but meant the same thing though. Yeah. And I had to learn it every every answer that they had I had to put it together as one. Yeah, that's a good kind. That's a good yeah. way to do it. Yeah. So they I, did a real good job. Well I like I learned, I'm telling you, the question when Trent said <laughs> Why y'all think y'all know everything or know more than us? I had never, ever heard it explained like when Pee Wee said, your son, y'all son said, it's not that we think we know everything. We just know our peers better than y'all. Mm. And I, nobody can argue that fact down because you right. do. That is like, oh. But I really didn't understand it, though. I really don't. I really understand it because I, was I like, get it. Oh, man. Huh? Because yeah. what they're saying, if, if he, if, if, if they're going, see, they don't. They right now don't have the mental capacity to say, we understand your peer is just like a peer that we had. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. You get what I'm saying? And, and, and what they're saying is that it is different. The, the women and the, bo- the boys and the girls think totally different than girls thought. I was a teenager in the 80s. You better not be booty shaking. Mm-hmm. You just better not. We, yeah. I didn't know no girl that knew how to booty shake. I did. I still don't know how to do it. You're like I could even try to how they twerk now. I don't know how to do that. We that's out of our land. Yeah. <laughs> and so now when you see a girl twerking, they like, oh, that's no big deal, y'all. I was like, oh, that's not a big deal. No, everybody does it, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. So if I tell my daughter, hey, don't talk to that girl because she's a twerker, mm-hmm. I literally will be wrong because I don't understand their generation. Yeah. So my advice to her at that moment is not right because right. it's un- I can't it's not relatable. Right. So I got it. That's what he's saying. Like um, now stuff like don't go with somebody that got guns or doing mm-hmm. drugs. That's universal. But I think there are a lot of things we don't get with there. It is a generation game. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't know. Right. So I was like, wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. Wow. So they don't think they know more. They just know they know about their peer group. More than right. we know about it, and that's the truth. Right? Pee Wee taught me something today. <laughs> he taught me. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, he paying attention. He definitely paying attention, and he's honest. He paying attention. He's honest. Yeah. Yeah. What do you well, think? My point was nobody didn't hit on it, but 
on that same conversation, and I was thinking, when we tell them something, it ain't got nothing to do with no peers. Mm-hmm. When we tell them to go left, and they want to go right because they think it's the right thing to do. So maybe the question should have been formed, not so much, so it was too broad. So probably what maybe we should have said was, when parents give you advice, why do you all not take our advice? Mm-hmm. That's clear as a bell. Why do you think that you kind of already know something that we've gone through and we've seen a thousand times? Why, do, why don't they take that advice? So why did you not take advice from your parents? Probably because I thought I knew. <laughs> and so at the time when you thought you knew. Because I think about it. I can remember. I thought I knew too. I, it but, always was another way to me. Like my mother had great advice and I listened to her. Mm-hmm. But I did what I wanted to do. But I still listen to her. Kind of like what Pee-wee said. Mm-hmm. We listen. We heard them. But we kind of got to go down that road too. You got to let them bump their head. Yeah. I'm saying, so you have to relate. Like mom said, a lot of the parents just think. Yeah. Well, what you did when you were a teenager. Exactly. Why did you listen when you were yeah. teenagers? The same reason we did. But you know what? The same. Say, some, some of y'all listen. Okay, but not most. <laughs> like that's everything in life. Yeah. It's 80-20. Eighty percent gonna do one thing, twenty percent. Cause you were the ones that listen. You were one of the ones that listen. Right. I listen out of fear. <laughs> you say you listen out of fear. Mother, my mom scared me. Yeah. I ain't do nothing wrong because she told me she was clear, and I've seen her do. You know, I was a witness to her when she knocked my stepdad down them steps. She threw him. Mm-hmm. He thought he was gonna hit her. First yeah. and only time they had an argument where he thought he was gonna hit her, mm-hmm. and I remember her. She uh, chunked him down the steps. Lift that man over her head. Ha! That was okay. I was and, good. And how old were you? Five. Five, six. You remember that? I don't remember that. Yeah, but she's done other things. You know, she's, they don't call her the goat they for no reason. They call her the goat. They call her mama the goat. What that? The, the goat. goat. Old there the you go. Of all time. Yeah. She knock out men. Put them hands on. Knock out women. Yeah. She it's would a difference. Keep, my mama didn't play. And she's sweet. She's sweet. She don't bother nobody, but she just, she's her and Trent at the same time. They two, three days apart. They had the light. That's all I can say. But my mom and Trent is that, you know, Trent, some parents are that way. My mother put the fear of God in my brother and I, and we did not bend and break no rules. We never got in trouble in school. Didn't miss a day of school. Didn't get called to the office. I didn't do nothing wrong. To this day, I'm very like, I, you drop stuff on the ground. I'd be like, oh, I'll pick that up. And somewhere, my mom was waiting to knock me out. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes so, it, it follows though. It follows. Fear had me doing right. I, I have it. In, I have it in Pee Wee too. Yeah, and Pee Wee said it. I have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Kayla too. Kayla was scared. Yeah, yeah. They do right. Kayla like I actually got the hot. That feel of God. Like, they they, they had a, nothing because I go ham. Yeah. yeah. They had a uh, when he played football last year. They had a fight to break out, and I always taught him, don't run to no fight. You know, they were fighting another team. Big old fight. They all in the bushes throwing hammers. The coaches, everybody fighting what? last year in Atlanta. And, what? Uh, he, him, it was two, it was two people didn't go to the other side. It was him and another guy. He said, as soon as he stepped on the field, he heard my voice saying, if you go over there, I'm going to get you. <laughs> he rather deal with all yeah, the teammates and, and, deal and with the his teammates was calling you know they were calling my son man man you soft man you ain't come over there and help us he said hey man they ain't had nothing to do with me I'm on the team but hey that ain't had nothing to do with me well, y'all some of that could have been, been prevented he said man I just heard my dad say hey if I have to come to Atlanta and you crossing the field <laughs> and you fighting 
I'm gonna get you. And when and he ben, talk, and, and he ain't go neither. But Ben, they got sixty players on that team, and he was just one of the two. So stayed fifty-eight on the went over. Fifty-eight went over there. Him and another dude stayed on the sideline. You know what kind of that is power. And he had to take flat for that. He he took a flat for oh, it. He, he took flat for it. He did. They, they were calling him soft, yeah. and and he was like, man, I ain't soft, but I'm just doing what my dad trained me to do. Do and not how, run to no fight if it ain't got nothing to do with you. But the beauty about that being a teenager to do that, even when your parents aren't around. He, y'all way in Florida. He ain't lying. He up there still doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the fear. That's the kind of fear my mom put in me. Yeah. That's the fear I put in Michaela. <laughs> so people like, why she ain't married and got no kids? She be like, my mama. She she she's about to be thirty. She could have kids and do whatever. Mm-hmm. Her back of her mind, like, mm, I already I, know. I gotta be married. I know my mom gonna yeah. say it's gonna be some flat. I'm like, no, it won't. She's like, yes, it is. Cause what you taught me was, it's too hard to have children alone. If you're gonna have, if you can lay down with a man and he have a baby with you, he can marry you, that's and right. you should never lay with someone that you're not gonna marry. So, don't. Why would you put yourself through that? And number three, two kids are expensive. So why would you spend all this time spending money on a child and being unwed to struggle? I did that. Right. So why would you do it? Sure so she, it was instilled in her. Right. It's still to this day. She's like, well, if you're gonna have kids, if I don't get married, I guess not. It's okay. You really can't find no young ladies don't have kids now. Not, not, not. No, you they don't. They have two or three kids at 17 years old. Yeah, it's, it's not a lot at all. Yeah, it's not a lot. What, 2% maybe? Probably not, probably not five. Maybe like 10. Yeah. Because like your, your, your name, your co-worker don't have kids. Um, Melinda, what's her name? The one I met? Oh, Michelle. Michelle. Mm-hmm. Like I know oh, Michelle, quite a few. I, I, know, I know quite mm-hmm. a few women now. Matter of fact, I actually I know more men that don't have kids than women. Like, we got more friends that have men that don't have kids than women. So, you're right. Mm-hmm. It is difficult. But that fear, like you said. Mm-hmm. And, some, and, I, and some people say you shouldn't put fear in your kids. But, but yes, you my mom raised two and me and Tim kind of, we know, to this day, we I 50 and 53. Ain't never is. caused my mother no heartache. I know that's right. Never no heartache. Mm-hmm. And I think it was done that day from the 80s to the 90s. This world will be kind of different. Yeah. I would agree. I would yeah. agree. So my question, we didn't get to ask that because um, the girl we had, she's too young. She was only 14. Uh-huh. Uh, deity. But Trent question wanted to know was, well, my question was, mine or yours? Of, yours. Of why women don't ask their dad? Yeah. Why girls don't seek, and we talked about this now, why girls don't seek advice from their dad about men? When girls are starting to date and like boys, mm-hmm. soon as the first boy like her, why is it you think she don't feel like she can tell her dad or get advice from her dad? Or, let's say not even the first boy that like her. When she want to start dating, mm-hmm. why would she not come to her dad to help so dad can help me vet these guys? <laughs> Let my daddy look through them and say, hey, it ain't no good. And then I can save myself headache. Why, why is that, John? My, my daughter was very, well, my daughter was old-fashioned. And I was glad she was old-fashioned. She wasn't fast, you know. Yeah, great. She was just old-fashioned and... She always, I had fear in my daughter. <laughs> I had fear in my daughter. If I, if I, my voice changed, if my voice changed, my daughter going to sit right there and cry and think that she did something wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm, a, you know, I'm going to give her the birds and the bees by the man. And, um, you know, we had an incident and I told her not to do something. And she started talking to the boy trying to be slick. I treated her just like a man. A, a young boy tree high on the streets. Like how? For example. I would like, I would call into this and I would call into that. 
Now, I, I, she say, Dad, you calling me a hoe? I say, I'm not calling you a hoe. I say, nah, I'm going to make you feel. I say, I'm your dad. So, you know, it ain't that I don't mean it. Right. I say, but the man in the street going to mean it. Mm. So, I'm going to break you down. Tough love. I'm going to give you that tough love. But I ain't going to leave you down. I'm going to build your bike up as a young lady. Even though you 16. She was 16 at the time. And um, I broke her down. All the way down. Down to the ground. All the way down, up under the carpet down. <laughs> and I built the bike up. And right now to the, right now to this day, if I if my voice changed to my daughter, and she's going to be 31 years old. That's she'll what she married. That's what I Yeah, she married. She'll break down. She remember th- that moment. She remember that moment. But one thing sometimes with them daughters, they don't want to let them fathers down. They don't want to let the dads down. So that's what it is. They don't want to let my my daughter didn't want to let me down for nothing, you know. Um, and sometimes when you have that that father daughter, you know, my daughter my daughter out of school, you know, she going to college and I, I think she hadn't graduated yet, and um, and she ended up getting pregnant. She ended up getting yeah she ended up getting pregnant, and I stopped talking to my daughter for about what six months or so. Sound familiar, don't you? And baby, it was a, it was a while. So why Almost is 10 it? Months. Almost ten months, cause I was angry because that was my daughter, and I know how I was. So I was thinking the dude gonna do the same thing that I was doing, and then man, I stopped talking to my daughter, and when she had the baby, I you know my wife was like, you need to go down there and see that baby. Oh God, she had just had the baby, maybe a day or so. And my daughter was so scared when I came in to see the baby. She just, she just was scared. So you missed her whole pregnancy. Yep, because I was one of those dads. Sometimes we can be overprotected. And you I were think disappointed, I, weren't you? I was disappointed. I was disappointed. But, but yeah, you know. But one thing about it, I had to suck it up. You know, after my wife talked to me, I said, "Now nah, she did finish school. She didn't have no babies in school. She was going to college. She graduated." So what else I can ask for? She's a young lady. And she ain't going to always be my little girl. Right. You know. How old was she, Pete? Shoot. She was around about what? My granddaughter, eight. She was around about 22. When she had the baby? Somewhere up in there. She was way grown. Yeah, but I wanted her to do everything right that I did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wanted her to do everything right that I did to... It, it, in a sense, it's like, and I was asking God. I was like, God, are you punishing me for what I did to somebody else's daughter? Right. So, I had all boys and one daughter. And then my one say, yeah. go left. One daughter. And she did good, though. You know, you yeah, got to realize good. she did good. You know, sometimes, uh, I probably, I, I, I know I put I put a lot of fear in her. I, I think we put pressure sometimes on our kids to do stuff that we didn't even do. Yeah. We expect them to do what we couldn't even achieve. Because we, yeah. we why we do that? Because we went through it. No, no, I know that. But I'm saying at the end of the day, they're still human. They're human. Yeah, they're so, you know, it's amazing because Trent went through that with his daughter, too. Yeah. Same time. I think 10 months, right? No. It was probably longer than that. Yeah. Well, nine months of pregnancy and then, uh, no, 10 months. Because we saw, we met the baby when he was like eight weeks old. So still, that's a long time. Yeah. And uh, it was only because Trent, it wasn't so much him. It was her, how he handled here in the news that she was pregnant. He reacted so negatively. Mm-hmm. Go start from the beginning. <laughs> I'm just, I know, but he reacted so negatively mm-hmm. that it caused 
I said, okay. But it, it caused a rip, an instant rip from them. So that's why we didn't see the baby or her during the pregnancy because Trent was on one side and she was on, like, they went to their corners. So what part did you want to add, honey? Let me tell you why. Damn. First of all, she got two... Yeah, this not two details. So it's oh, okay. Well, just tell her how you just say how you feel. Well, how did you feel? Because I told her, I told her, I told her what you was doing when you was babysitting and all that for your old family. You didn't. It I made you I feel thought. how to know that she was pregnant. You were disappointed because I had told her this is not what you want. So basically, you're gonna go through the same thing you you dreading to do, but now you gotta go through that same thing. Why? I done told you. You seen it. I know. So I'm just saying you to, lived it. So you, as, we just trying to say how you felt. So as a father, you felt disappointed, or you felt that she could disappointed do. because you seen it in front of your face before it even happened. I know. I'm saying so. You just you were disappointed. Yes, I was disappointed. And so because you were disappointed, that's how that's why you reacted the way you reacted. Yes. And that's what Peter's saying. Yeah. It was out of disappointment. Yeah, it was out of dis- disappointment. No matter what the reasons were, the yeah. bottom, the, the end result is disappointment. Mm-hmm. So it's more or less we talk about how we felt instead of the situation. So you felt disappointed. Yeah. And because you were disappointed, this is how I responded. Now, there's also a cause and a, you know, cause and effect. Mm-hmm. So because of that, it caused a big gap. Yeah. And the gap, even though the gap is closed... It's still that time mm-hmm. that you missed, you know, with the with the grandson, and then you know, it's a it's a difference. Yeah, it's a big. I can, I can see the difference. But she was saying that a lot of pressure was on her that I didn't treat the boys like I treated her. She's right, you know. And that. And, 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 and I was real. Right. Yeah, I, it's like I had my daughter in a shield, and I was like protecting her from everything, and I was telling her about all the game that a man gonna have. For her, they gonna bring. They gonna. I used to tell my daughter, you know, back then it used to be hard for me to tell my daughter I love her. It used to be hard, you know. It used to be hard for me to say that, and my wife was like, "Hey, you don't never tell your kids you love them." I say because they already know. She say, "I say they already know." She say, "No, no, no, no. You got to tell them." I'm telling you, that took me a long time. Right now, I tell my kids I love them, but back in the days. I couldn't. It's, it's like so because you had never heard it consistently come. My out. mom, my mom probably. Even though I know she loved me, Do you want to cheer, baby? Yeah. I, you know, I know she loved me, um, but I, I, I can't remember. You know, from that old school. You I'm know, saying. you know. Can you saying it? I, I can't. I can't remember. I can't remember her saying it, but I know she did. So if you don't remember her saying it, how would you know to say it? What you knew how to do is show. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to yeah. do this. I'm going to be here for you. That's love to you. Right. And in your mind, we don't stop. You don't stop to think, well, somebody need to hear that. Because you didn't need to hear it. So you thought. Because you went, you got through your whole life without yeah. hearing it. Because I was going through it with, you know, with, with Pee Wee, too. You know, he'll, he'll like, Dad, you don't ever say, say that you love me. And this was like recently, like a couple years ago. Right. And, you know, i like, man, it's like... It's like on, you know, I, I love you, but, you know, I had, to, I had to learn it. I had to learn it, and to this day, I tell my boys I love them. I tell my daughter I love them, because you never know. They might go out the door and don't come back. 
You heard that guy say that today. I don't know if you heard that. Did you hear Nate? Mm-hmm. Trent, did you hear what Nate said that mm-hmm. today? At the end when he was saying parents, two things parents can do. Mm-hmm. And one of them he said, tell your children you love them. Mm-hmm. Give them a hug. Yeah. I was like, wow, this of, coming from a, this coming from a yeah, seventeen year old boy good. saying, look, no matter what, mm-hmm. tell them you love them and give them a hug. Yeah, like something Sim- so something simple. simple. Yeah, because I was forty before my before I heard him, thirty nine or forty. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you this, boys miss out on the hugs and the love. And why is that? Because us, <laughs> right here, men. It's in our psyche. It's gonna make our voice off. Mm. Tell him I love you or to hug you. I, what we look like, me and Pete is physical specimen. Mm. Physical specimen. <laughs> so y'all trying to y'all fine. Y'all oh, fine. No, no, no. no. We ain't gonna do that. So that's that's why they miss out. Because yeah. it's it's something missing from us. But we're not that nurturing. Right. But nothing would be wrong if you did. It you. wouldn't be wrong, but we don't. It ain't in our Y'all psyche. just show it. It ain't in our psyche. Like right, right. So we we put more that love toward the, toward the daughter, the female, mm-hmm. because that's what we think. You put the love, but you don't tell them still. Yeah. So what, what happens is we have to be reconditioned. Yep. I think affectionate is taught. It is. You can't give what you haven't been taught to give. And that's one of the things that I have to tell Peter when it comes to our kids. Like he can be talking to one of them. And he'd be like, okay, all right, man. All right, all right. Get him off the phone. Same thing with our daughter. And I have to tell him, don't do that. Because even though they're grown, it comes a point in time in their life where they still need you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't just want your words, but they need you. Mm-hmm. And you got to stop what you're doing and quit rushing them off the phone. Because if they have a need of you, and you rushed them off that phone, and then you later found out that they committed suicide because they needed you, right? And you wasn't there. You didn't allot that time for them. You gonna feel less than mm-hmm. because you shortchanged the child. I agree. And the need, mm-hmm. right? Then they'll go get some wrong advice from somebody else. Oh, Trent, you're so right. It's that wrong advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the wrong advice at a time that we could have stepped in, mm-hmm. but yeah. chose not to step in. Yeah. That's so interesting. Just it so is. Us, us. His parents. As a man, oh. on that nurturing side, we we just miss all out on because I I think we're we're older guys and we didn't get that nurturing. No, no and, I know, and I know these millennials don't get it because they mothers don't know how to nurture. No, what happens with a lot of men and millennials though? Sometimes it's over nurturing. It's over. Mm. It's it's coddling. They, it's the reverse of, it's too much of, come on, boop, 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 boop. it's too, I think nothing's wrong with affection and love, but I think some of the younger guys, mother, don't you hit my son, don't, they, they protect the boys so much that the boys are really soft, and not soft in the way of, not say soft, um, they're, not, they're not teaching them to be kind of strong and stand on their own. And and I think nothing's wrong with I love you. Nothing's wrong with hugs, of course, with your mm-hmm. your children. But I have seen it where it's some women, it's too much. Mm. It's too much. Their boy is sheltered. Like that, you can't do that. You can't talk loud to him. You can't and, fuss and, at him. And, you can't. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, uh, yeah, make him. And then that affects him as he gets old. Old as a manhood. Mm-hmm. 
and now he's in a relationship with a woman telling her to, to cut the grass. Listen, I know guys <laughs> that let their woman cut the grass, uh, the take out the trash, wash the car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they ain't got no problem with it. So, what, so what do you... Wait, wait a minute. So what the man be doing? Nothing. That's how. That's how he. Cause he been coddled. Cause his mom did everything for him. His yeah. mom did, and he watched her be strong so, black woman. She was cutting the grass and doing all this, and not giving him that sense of responsibility. So, so that probably will affect his relationship. Because now he, he now he gonna say you ain't good enough for my son. That's right. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Mm. Well, I had a friend of mine who. She was like 50, I'll say 52, and her husband was 50. And her frustration was he didn't know how to make up a bed. He didn't know how to clean up. He didn't even know how to wash his clothes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But his mama had died. And now she has to teach a 50-year-old man how to do these things. I totally can believe it. I believe that. You can't believe that. I I believe believe it. it. His mama made his bed. She made his bed, she washed his clothes, and she kept the house clean. I totally believe it. He didn't have to do none of that. So when his mama died, now you got a 50-year-old man that can't do these things. And he think the woman's supposed to do it because his mama. Oh, no, she broken. I, I know, but at But the before time, her, I'm sure he thought he that's thought, how it goes. Yeah. The woman's supposed to do that. Yeah. Because if he did, he would have learned how to do it within that time. Yeah. He, he never. That's the coddling part. Mm-hmm. That's different than loving and showing affection. Mm-hmm. Love and affection is one thing, but that overcoddling and keeping them from doing anything, like their feet can't even get wet, and it's a boy. Those. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. 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 Yeah. But I think right. I think we got to listen a little more. I agree. That was a that, that was that was a good conversation. I agree. We today. So, I mean, we got to listen a little more. We do. I agree. Listening to. Your children, even though yeah. our children, we don't have teenagers anymore, we got the grandchildren coming up. Mm-hmm. And so if nothing else, you can learn from that. Like they're coming up next. So making time to listen, be present, and don't, you know, some of the mistakes, like you said, now you got, we got Makai. So now show Makai, he's uh, about to be eight this year. So mm-hmm. he, he needs to learn. He knows affection, but he knows it from his other side. Mm-hmm. Right, Trent? So, you know, showing him more of affection, uh, listening to him. Even if we don't understand, just listen. Get it. Try to figure it out. Yeah. Or say, hey, help me understand that. Because that's not what I know. That's not how I was raised. But maybe right. I can learn something. Right. I agree with that. I think that's, that's awesome. Listening is, reading is fundamental, but listening is fundamental. Right. <laughs> I agree. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Right. I did too. Yeah, I did. Kids, listen, teens, we were proud of y'all. Y'all did such a, you all did phenomenal. <laughs> um, we're looking for you guys, what, next week? We do part two of it. And um, we'll be back with a recap like we did today. Any parting words, y'all? Learn how to listen. Learn how to listen. Learn how to listen. All right. And I would say parents need to be more open and mm-hmm. understanding what's going on with their children because at the end of the day, no matter what goes on with your child, right, wrong, or indifferent, you play a part. And on that note, we are signing off. This is Arletta with Just Ask Arletta. Uh, you can reach me at justaskarletta.com. Of course, you guys know we're streaming on all platforms, so I don't know where you're listening to me today, but I appreciate the love, and uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye.